Black birthing people and infants in the United States are two to three times as likely as their white counterparts to die within a year after delivery. One approach to addressing racial inequities in perinatal outcomes is to encourage partnerships among medical professionals, healthcare organizations, and community-based doulas. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Crystal Sene, Chief Administrative Officer for Health Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion, and Associate Chief Medical Officer for Health Equity at UC San Diego Health, a professor of clinical medicine at the University of California, San Diego, and a member of the journal's Perspective Advisory Board. Dr. Sene has co-authored a Perspective article about moving toward widespread acceptance of and collaboration with community-based doulas. Dr. Sene, what factors contribute to high maternal mortality among Black people in the United States, and why have efforts to improve outcomes fallen short? I think there are several factors that really contribute to the higher mortality for Black women and infants. I think the first factor is really bias within the healthcare system. And when I talk about bias, I'm talking about both implicit bias, which is something that we all have that causes us to treat people differently because of assumptions that we may have about those individuals. But also we're talking about explicit acts of bias, wherein we do not believe Black women when they tell us their symptoms, when they express concerns about the care that they're receiving, we don't believe them. And that shapes the decisions that we make about their care. So I think bias is one of those factors. And I think that's the driving factor, quite honestly. Because of this, the second factor is sort of tied in in that there's a lack of trust among Black women when they encounter healthcare because the healthcare system and the providers within the healthcare system, clinicians, are not trustworthy. Again, because of our interactions with Black women and how they're often treated in our healthcare systems. So this lack of trust which is driven by systems and providers that have not been trustworthy, make the dynamic very challenging. And that often results in decisions being made that are often not in the best interest of these women. So I think those are two particular reasons. I think the third reason that I would say, which really leads into the solution that we proposed in this perspective piece, is that often the individuals who are providing care within the health system, our doctors, our nurses, our nurse midwives, for example, are all doing great work. However, when we are interacting with Black women and with other populations, quite honestly, that have been historically marginalized and excluded, we need people on the healthcare team who understand the lived experience and the cultural and social context and background of the groups that we're trying to take care of. Unfortunately, within our teams, our clinical teams, we often don't have individuals who are from those backgrounds and have that lived experience who can help bridge some of the communication gaps that happen that then lead to decisions that are often not in the best interest of Black moms. And so again, expanding the team and who we consider to be part of the team to include individuals who are within the patient's social network are really important, but that's not a common strategy that we're using right now. 
And as you say, in your perspective article, you identify collaboration with community-based doulas as a potential tool to address these racial inequities. So what role did doulas historically play in childbirth in Black communities in the U.S.? Well, first, let me just say, when we talk about community-based doulas, we're referring to trained non-clinical individuals, but who have lived experience from the local communities that they are serving, in this case, Black women. So often these are Black women or other women of color, and they're providing emotional support, educational support, physical support. They're helping advocate for what their patients need. And so typically community-based doulas are provided at no cost to the patient. And so the benefit of that is that it becomes then available to women who come from marginalized or minoritized backgrounds or who have limited socioeconomic resources. And this community-based doula model is really in contrast to the way doulas are typically thought of and are typically used within healthcare. So many people have had doulas, but they're typically used in people who have more resources. So for the most part, it's middle to upper income white women have used doulas in a very similar way as people who are providing birthing support, emotional support in the same way that we've proposed with community-based doulas. However, the difference is that oftentimes the traditional sort of doulas are not there. You have to have resources to be able to access their services. And so it then becomes out of reach for many Black women and other women of color who can't afford traditional doula services. So the community-based doula model is different because it, again, is providing, opening up that access for women who otherwise generally cannot afford doula services. How much is known about how doula support affects birth outcomes and experiences in general and for Black people in particular? So we know a fair bit about doula services. For example, there have been research studies, there have been review articles, systematic reviews that talk about the research has demonstrated the benefit of doula supports on several outcomes that really matter, decreasing C-section rates, for example, decreasing NICU or the neonatal intensive care unit admission and lowering the odds of having a preterm birth. And so all of those are outcomes that are critically important from a health policy perspective, from a clinical perspective, because we know that the higher numbers and rates of C-sections and NICU admissions, that is costly. That's costly for the health system overall. That's obviously costly and traumatic for the women and the families who are involved and who are affected by this. Preterm birth, we know that babies who are born preterm have many more complications, and that is associated with cost and as well as just emotional distress of having a sick baby. And so when we look at the research that clearly demonstrates that doula support can reduce those negative outcomes, it really becomes a no-brainer as to whether we should do this or not. But if you wanted to think about even some more what we might think of as intermediate outcomes, We know that doula support, for example, increases breastfeeding rates, which also has further benefits in terms of health. And doula support also increases patient satisfaction. 
So for the women who have access to a doula, we know that they find this a very valuable experience. It helps bridge some of the communication gaps and challenges that they experience with their clinical teams. And it also helps foster trust. And the doulas are able to advocate and support women in ways that may not happen without their presence because, again, of the power dynamic between patients and clinicians in general. So despite all of that, you say in your article that doulas attend only about 6% of U.S. births, and that one reason may be clinicians' unwillingness to share power with non-traditional members of the healthcare team. Can you explain what you mean by that? Sure. So when we say that clinicians are unwilling to share and shift and share power with doulas, what we mean is that medicine and healthcare is team-based. Inherently, it involves teams, people working together across disciplines, for example, medicine and nursing and social work. But the thing that generally unifies the teams within clinical medicine is that the individuals on the team are trained, they're skilled, they've been highly educated in a particular area. And so I think there's a level of comfort with that. And clinicians, they understand the role of the nurse, they understand the role of the social worker or the nurse midwife, which obviously is just, they're still a nurse. So they understand those teams. But when it comes to thinking about something like a community-based doula, where these are individuals from the community. They're not highly trained necessarily in a particular area or within medicine. I think clinicians become very afraid and reluctant because they're not sure, are they going to add to the care? Are they going to make the quality of the care worse? And I think it's natural that clinicians, and most of us, in fact, want to be in the situation that's the most comfortable for us. And so if we're not welcoming or purposefully excluding doulas, that keeps us within a certain level of comfort, but it's not necessarily best for the patient. And so I do think some of it, the unwillingness is about control. It's about maintaining sort of what is comfortable for us, what we know. It also is about not wanting to take the extra time that it takes to really work across disciplines, right? And it's certainly when you think about a doula not being of a traditional training that clinicians are used to, there are some gaps in terms of learning. Well, how do I work with this person? We have to open up our language and make it more accessible. Some of the jargon and the lingo, well, that may not be familiar to doula. So we really have to take more time and be more intentional about inviting them in. And I think that like many areas of medicine, we think about the health of women and birthing people. The operating rooms, the delivery rooms can be very fast paced. And so bringing in someone who's not from that culture, when we think of sort of medicine as a culture, it means we have to slow down and do things differently. And I think that many clinicians just quite frankly, don't want to do that. Again, it's not comfortable and it requires us to be intentional about doing things differently. So finally, and in that regard, what steps could clinicians and policymakers take to move toward integrating community-based doulas into healthcare teams? I think there are several steps that can be taken. So for clinicians, it may seem very simple, but education, really sitting together with community-based doulas, understanding what is it they do, what can they provide, how can that add value? 
not thinking of them as competitors, but thinking of them as collaborators and contributors and focusing on everyone's ultimate goal is what's in the best interest of that birthing mom, that woman, the birthing person, and their infant. And if we center on that and really embrace the spirit of what if, what if we could have better outcomes? We have horrible outcomes in this area, as you've already alluded to. What if we could open up our teams and think about who is on that team? And if we could come up with an arrangement, which is what we're proposing with the community-based doulas, that improves those outcomes, let's all unite around figuring out how to make that happen. So education is really critical. Sitting down, talking with doulas, thinking about, I think, sharing what are the clinician's concerns, because there are very valid concerns that clinicians have. There are some challenges that may need to be worked through, but that all has to start with a conversation and centering again on what are we all driving towards? And that's the best experience and the best outcomes for our birthing women and the infants that they're going to be responsible for. So education, welcoming doulas to appointments and into the delivery room. You have to really create an environment that doesn't happen by accident. We have to be intentional about thinking about how to welcome them and then working with the leadership. So clinicians have a lot of influence in health systems. Work with the leadership to think about what are the policies and the practices that need to shift or that need to be revisited to think about how do we better support doulas being able to participate in deliveries. And so I think those are critical. You mentioned policymakers. I think one of the major barriers to increased doula participation in the care of birthing people is the lack of reimbursement in a lot of places for doula services. And so because, again, this community-based doula model is, is really focused on providing supports for people who lack the ability to pay. They may be insured through Medicaid. And so the resource needs are very real and we need to have coverage from Medicaid, from the federal government, coverage and reimbursement of doula services. So that's probably the most important policy lever. Doula services have traditionally been sort of a private fee-for-service, which is why, again, doulas have historically served people who are middle or higher income white women because of that, the payment considerations. And so I think as we think about policy and Medicaid reform and expansion of Medicaid to cover doula services and to reimburse for those at a fair market value, I should say, I think that's one of the main policy levers to being able to provide this service that we know is evidence-based and effective. Thank you, Dr. Sene.